Hey there, welcome to the Wild Menopause Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Shepard, Certified Holistic Sexuality Coach, and I'm here to support you in reclaiming your pleasure, embodying your sensuality, so that you can really, truly rock your third chapter like a queen. I offer a mind, body, spirit, and trauma-informed perspective on Taoist and Tantric practices that will help you cultivate the life force power of your sexual energy so that it fuels you. You see, your sexual energy is not just about sex. This is the fountain of everything, your vitality, your creativity, your joy, and it's even connected to you living your purpose. I truly believe this is the holy grail, the deeper well that we've all been searching for. Hey there, gorgeous. Welcome back to the show. I am so thrilled you're here. So let's go right into this. How I transformed my marriage through the yoga of pleasure or with the yoga of pleasure. I'll explain. I know that might sound even a little pretentious, the yoga of pleasure. What the heck is she talking about? Well, (laughs) I'll totally break it down for you. See, Mm, we are so conditioned to think of our pleasure as kind of random, like something that just happens and then fades away and just disappears and maybe comes back again. And it's just this kind of erratic thing, right? When I'm talking about when I say the yoga of pleasure, it's the decision to consciously cultivate pleasure. And we have to consciously decide to cultivate it if we want to build power. So it's absolutely a practice, a yoga practice that includes on the mat and off the mat practices. It's a lifestyle just like yoga. That's why I love um, calling it a yoga because it really truly is a yoga practice and there's absolutely a sacred element to it. You see, when you really access your pleasure, your sensual pleasure is what I'm talking about here Um, and other types of pleasure too, but the sensual pleasure really, really brings this home. When you, when you are in that space of experiencing sensual pleasure, you activate your inner pleasure queen. This is the, the sacred femme part of you, your feminine wisdom, your genius, your creative genius, your intuitive genius, and your, your power, right? Your magnetism your inner knowing, the one who's really in tuned with your purpose, you know, why you're here on the planet, all of the things. So yeah, there's definitely, that's why I call it a yoga practice, right? The yoga of pleasure in a sense, right? So at midlife, I hit the wall with so many, in so many areas of my life, my health, I had some health problems going on, definitely issues with my pelvic floor, but other things too. I had um, some stuff going on when I was diagnosed with a melanoma. And anyway, a lot of crises popped up for me around age 40-ish, this whole period of time when I started to go through menopause, a little on the early side for a lot of people. But for me, uh, 40 ushered this big transition in. 
And one of the areas that I really hit the wall with or just became more aware of the wall I had been hitting for a long time was my marriage, my relationship. And it was, um, still love the guy, you know, he was like my best friend in so many ways, but boy, there was a lot of resentment that had built up in me over the years of just, you know, busy raising three kids and all the things that you go through in that stage of life. And I was just starting to surface from that and getting in touch with some anger and resentment that had been building over the years that I wasn't really aware of. So hit the wall in my relationship. And honestly, I didn't know what to do. I just felt I didn't want to go into therapy or anything like that. I just didn't feel right. But um, long story short, I, f- I found this pleasure path, you know, through the School of Womanly Arts that is run by Mama Gina. That was my first kind of step into this world of pleasure. So I just want to honor that. She was an amazing teacher for me, Mama Gina, Regina Thomas Hauer. And um But that just kicked off this whole journey for me of really exploring pleasure as a practice, as a yoga practice, as a lifestyle. And all of the things that go along with that, this kind of, um, I guess you could say code of behaviors in in a way of just really aligning and realigning and committing to my sensuality and the cultivation of it. So once I started to really embrace this, things started to shift. But I also want to add that I think midlife for a lot of women, a lot of people, um, our relationships come up for a renewal, right? And we have to kind of renew the contract. And that absolutely might mean to end the marriage, complete the marriage is a better word to say, right? And I want to honor that too. It definitely could have gone either way for me. It ended up rebirthing our marriage, but I also want to honor that um, this period and awakening your pleasure, you may, again, get aligned with that inner knowing and just know that, yes, this is complete and it's time to go on and going through all the, you know, maybe the grief and the letting go and the the work around that as well, right? Because both are work, right? Let's admit it. (laughs) Rebirthing your marriage and ending the marriage is both takes a lot of energy, a lot of chi, and a whole lot of love and presence. So yeah, for me, it did end up in a rebirth, but I I don't want to exclude the idea that it might be the opposite for you. And I want to really celebrate that as well, right? Because it's all about evolving on our path. And I think midlife, I shouldn't say I think, I know midlife is a time to get real, right? Get real with so many things in our lives, including our relationships. And if it's a big energy drain, we definitely want to start addressing that any way we can. So the pleasure of yoga, the yoga of pleasure, that was the way that I started to shift things for myself. And the important thing to note too, that it was about me. I had to make it about me and kind of forget about my relationship for a little bit, kind of put it on the shelf over there because I had a lot of reconnecting to myself to do and healing to do before I even kind of brought that to the table, so to speak. We had conversations, but I was like, listen, I need some space. I need to do this for me. Some of you may know if you followed me for a while, I actually built a yurt in my backyard. I kind of lived there for a while because we were 
homeschooling our kids. So I wanted to stay in the flow of that, but also have my space, right? That's kind of extreme, but I was, you know, in, in kind of a dire straits there. So what, yeah, some decisions I had to make. I know I've spoken about this before, but the first decision I had to make to really start this yoga of pleasure was that I had to decide. There's some decisions. These are queen decisions, right? I had to decide that I am a sensual being and that pleasure is essential. And that sounds so obvious, and yet <laughs> there's a lot there. So I had to decide that again and again, reminding myself again and again. And I had ways to do that and support community that reminded me as well. And I also had to decide that pleasure was my responsibility. I had to really take the reins and take back my agency around pleasure. And that was a lot of inner work, right? I had a lot of conditioning around this. I'm sure you do too, that we're taught our pleasure is not our own to claim, and it's not our responsibility. And this can bring up so much emotion. It makes sense when we think about, you know, how trauma is stored in the body too, about anger, rage around this. Why do I have to do it? Da, 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 da. You know, I had all of that come up, you know, getting pissed at the patriarchy, which totally makes sense, right? It sucks. <laughs> and yet, if we don't make that decision, that it's our responsibility, you know, that the party starts with us, so to speak, then uh, we're never going to get anywhere with this. So I had to decide that. And again, that was a whole work in progress that I needed to, you know, work out, work through, get support on. And the third decision that I needed to make um, was that I had to make space and time in my calendar, on my schedule for pleasure, make space for it in on my calendar, make space for it in my physical world. Now that that's where the yurt came in for me. But that again, that's extreme. But I we live in a small house. And again, we're homeschooling our kids and our house was the house to hang out in all the kids would come over in the afternoons and love that. But I really needed to carve out physical space for myself. And also just had to make space in my psyche to remember to remember to be in pleasure because it's like yes they're on the mat yoga practices also off the mat yoga practices where just to remember to feel the breeze in my hair to remember to you know massage my inner wrist before I went into the grocery store remember to breathe into my pussy when I was you know walking around or just doing dishes or whatever I was doing I was really busy at the time so making space, yes, physical, get the the more structured practices on the cal, but also make space in my life for instead of running around from task to task, I had to decide to, I like to call it stop, drop, and feel. <laughs> That's an emergency, right? Stop, drop, and feel pleasure. And um, again, that was a practice. I needed reminders. And, you know, sometimes I'd put those reminders around, little sticky notes and things like that. So that was a big deal. And a lot of those decisions, you know, I have to share with you what I made like while in the fetal position in my yurt sometimes or just in the bathroom, locking myself in and just being like, all right, all right, you know. So the transition into this is um can be really intense, right? We're really in in a sense 
opening up Pandora's box. And uh, it's so worth it. I don't want to discourage you at all. But it is like we open the door for healing, not just our own experiences and, and stored trauma, but this goes back generations, right? It said that trauma can be stored in the body for more than seven generations. They even have some science on that, right? So think about that, the matrilineal line, <clears throat> you know, where your mother came from, where her grandmother, her grandmother, back and back and back. And their, <clears throat> excuse me, their relationship to pleasure. Wow, there was a lot there for me. So yeah, I wanted to share those decisions. I know I did a separate podcast on that at some point, but I wanted to share those again here because it is part of the, the yoga of pleasure. It's a very intentional path and the intentionality of making those decisions is what starts the journey, right? But once I was on that journey, there was a lot that I learned um, that really eventually transformed my marriage, transformed me, and therefore transformed my marriage. All right, so what I'd like to do now is just share with you seven things that I learned through this yoga of pleasure. And to be a little bit more clear on that, we are talking about um, just the, again, everyday decision to feel pleasure in my life. So off the mat practices. And also on the mat, I really took on a regular self-pleasure practice. And that just started with you know, really connecting with my clitoris and later on evolved into a jade egg practice or yoni egg practice. So this um, combination, right, of just having pleasure off the mat in my day, deciding and then also committing to a regular practice where I can actually start to cultivate my orgasm. That was a huge part of my journey as well. And so these seven things I'll share with you are things I learned from from both of those things, right? So the first thing I learned from this yoga of pleasure was to simplify, right? To keep it simple. I feel that there's so much put around sexuality. We can't, we way overcomplicate it. And I think society overcomplicates it, makes it so crazy distracting. And that we're, we, we have all this pressure on ourselves that we're supposed to feel like, such intensity, you know, such crazy, wild, erotic pleasure immediately, right? And of course, things like porn really perpetuate that. And when I started to just pare it down and really simplify, I was able to touch this place in myself that um, it's, it's like innocence, this erotic innocence started to reawaken in me. And it just felt so organic and sweet and beautiful. And I think that's such an important part of the journey that often gets missed, right? Keeping it simple is how we really connect to our unique expression of sensuality. And it is an innocence. It's a reclamation of that innocence. So simplicity was key for me. I don't have to make it all fancy, make it, you know, pleasurable, like the space I'm thinking of space, keeping it simple and beautiful, but we don't have to, um, you know, go out and buy a million toys and things like that. (laughs) It's like simplicity is gold. The second thing I've learned from this yoga of pleasure was to slow down, slow way down (laughs) and challenging. Yes. And, um, a little scary for me. 
I was a, you know, go, go, go kind of girl. But to really get in touch with my sensuality, I had to slow things way down the way I walk, even the way I talk. (laughs) And definitely in my practices, right? Just slowing down whatever practice I was doing, going really slow, taking breaks, titrating, you know, just going really, really slow. I had a teacher years ago, a jade egg teacher, Saida Desilet, who would say, you know, go slower than the slowest part of you. And that could be scary, right? This is like we enter in the yin realm, the feminine realm. It's slow. <laughs> and our bodies are way slower than our minds. Our minds kind of like, you know, and um, if we could start to honor the slower pace of the body, our our natural sensuality just starts to unfold and blossom in such a beautiful way. So the third thing that I learned was to feel, right? Create some space for myself to actually feel my emotions. That was huge, <laughs> huge, you know, easy to keep running, not feel. But again, that goes with the slow thing, right? Slow down and boom, here come the emotions and giving myself permission to just feel my emotions and to really start to feel them on a level of sensation, right? No, okay, anger is here. Where is that in my body? What are the sensations? That was huge. I like to say sensation over story. And not that story isn't important, but sensation is the language of the body. For example, if I got really angry at my husband, I remember one time in particular, um, and I located it in my body, my solar plexus in this particular moment, it just felt like this flame, this energy. And once I connected to it as a fire there, things started to really feel empowering rather than feeling impaled by my emotions, which has always been a pattern for me before. Um, feeling it in sensation was what really started liberating this energy so that I could actually, you know, use it for fuel and alchemize and communicate from a much more embodied place and empowered place. And the fourth thing I learned is connected to that because I gave myself space to feel and I started really getting in touch with my desires. I started getting desire clarity. And of course, when we wake up the pleasure sensual pleasure in our body. We wake up our feminine wisdom, which is everything, has everything to do with desire. So I started getting really clear on what I actually wanted. And one of the keys into that for me was like, I got really clear about what I didn't want, what pissed me off, what triggered me and how to excavate that in a sense to like, Ooh, if I really don't want that, what do I want? So that inquiry, that curiosity was really key. And again, transforming my own life, but then also had a huge impact on my marriage, of course. And so the fifth thing that I learned was to approve the art of approval. This is something that I first got introduced to through Mama Gina's work. She really harped on that a lot in the beginning. Um, it's so important. I didn't even realize how much I was disapproving of myself, but disapproving of my husband as well. And once I started to just have that awareness around that and shift it, right? Because what we focus on expands and just starting to more celebrate myself and, you know, feel better about myself, approve of myself, that absolutely translated into me having the capacity to start to approve of my husband, really appreciate all that he brings to my life, which is enormous, right? I wasn't even seeing it, but just approving of everything. And it really 
my practice has taught me the power, this kind of, um, I would say it's like a Jedi power that we have as women when we're in our pleasure and we pour our approval on, on something or someone, it immediately alchemizes a situation. People start to step up into their power. And it's like when you give that kind of loving approval, well, to yourself first, but then you start to be able to put that out in the world. It really is like a, a way of blessing the world and everyone around you benefits. I've noticed there was a huge impact on my kids, on my kids, um, of, of everybody in my life. You start feeling this and seeing it. It's like, oh, this feels really good. So the sixth thing I want to share with you is I learned how to receive. Now this is ongoing, always, always expanding more into this, but the art of receiving is huge, absolutely huge for our health, our vitality, our pleasure, really learning how to receive. And again, it's something that we are taught not to do, right? For most of us. So yeah, just starting small, just receiving a compliment instead of brushing it off and see what comes up for you with that. It could feel scary. And it did for me. Um, receiving the energy around you, say if you're hanging out with a tree in nature, just kind of receiving the, the chi of the tree can be really beautiful. And for me, receiving the pleasure in my self-pleasure practices was huge. And um, later on with my jade egg practice and yoni egg practices, working with gemstones, and that was really powerful for me to start to receive energy. And that absolutely translated into receiving, you know, my husband when we were together in, in a partnered practice, really focusing on his energy and opening to receive that. And again, it's ongoing, but that was a huge factor in transforming our marriage for sure. And number seven, this is the final thing I'll share with you is surrender. And again, this is ongoing, but really learning the art of surrender, letting go into the flow. This is a superpower. And this is something that I started to learn. Well, you could do it in nature even, right? Just surrendering to the breeze on your face, surrendering to the sunshine on your skin. That's a great place to start. And then to start to surrender. If you do start a self-pleasure practice, surrendering to the ecstasy of that, right? As a self-cultivation for me, like surrendering to, yeah, the bliss of my orgasmic practices, especially when I started working with the the jade egg and going into the deeper realms of orgasm, right? Just allowing myself to breathe. The breath is key and start to really just surrender, letting go into the pleasure of that. And again, this is, this is an art. This is um, a lifelong cultivation, but it is so worth your while. It's going to really transform your life, transform my life from the inside out and absolutely transform my marriage, I was able to just surrender more in intimacy, in lovemaking, and even in, say, dialogue and relationship, letting go of needing to be right. That's a huge one for me, still a challenge for me sometimes. But just having that on the radar, that surrender is a thing that I could choose and I can embody Embodied surrender feels amazing and it is a superpower. Again, it is like a Jedi power when we start to really feel it. 
uh, in our bodies. It's, it's incredible what can happen. And um, you start to see the world shift around you and um, really feel that power come alive from the inside out. This is definitely the realm of the sacred feminine. All right, my love, I'm going to cap it there. I tend to get very long-winded when I talk about pleasure, if you probably noticed that. So <laughs> I hope this inspired you in some way. Let me know. You can always, you know, drop me a note um, on my website. Uh, contact me there, diane at shaktikor.com. It's a great way to contact me too. And I hope this inspired you to give this a try. Maybe take one little thing that piqued your curiosity and play with it, right? See, see what happens, see what unfolds. All right. I will catch you next time. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show, you want to know more, you want to go deeper, you're feeling that zing, then you absolutely must book a free session with me. I offer free Pleasure Queen activation sessions where I guide you through a body-based process so you can connect with your inner Pleasure Queen. You'll get an embodied experience of your unique expression of the sacred feminine, get clarity on your top desires, and know from the inside out the right next steps to take on your journey. There's a link for you in the show notes to book that and get that on your calendar. And if you know a woman or women who would resonate with what I'm sharing here on the show, please share the love, pass it along. All right, that's all for now. I'll catch you next time.